Hello everyone, you might remember me as Cozy K-Pop Podcast, Cozy with a K, but I have decided to rebrand as the K-Pop Cafe because earlier, like beginning this year 2021, I started a blog for K-Pop called the K-Pop Cafe, it's thekpopcafe.com, and I have been thinking for a while of making more podcast episodes or like more just reviving this podcast again and so I decided to finally come back. I made a new trailer, I changed the name to the K-pop cafe, I added a new logo and everything so yes it was all very sudden but I decided to finally come back. So one of my inspirations i guess you could say or motivations for making episodes again for the podcast was one of my friends ni she is from the k-pop wind down which is also a new k-pop podcast that you can find on spotify and so on as well anyway um ni and also another of my friends they kind of motivated me to get back into making podcasts and also just the fact that there were still people checking out this podcast in recent weeks even though i hadn't uploaded anything since september which was like six months ago almost i think (laughs) which is crazy thank you so much if you still listen to this podcast anyway so on my blog, some of the stuff that I've posted recently on the blog, which is some of the stuff I want to talk about in the first few episodes that I make back, including, now that I'm back, including this one, are, so I talked about my January 2021 favorites and my most played, and I also talked about my SM slash SM town, like SM entertainment artists, 2021 predictions which the 2020 update was actually the last podcast episode i uploaded so i definitely want to update on my 2021 sm predictions on the podcast as well and then i also made a highlights post for january 21 j-pop and c-pop releases j-pop being obviously japanese pop music and c-pop being chinese pop music i also made some other posts like my top 10 k-pop artists of 2020 a throwback for my january 2020 k-pop favorites my top 10 k-pop title tracks of 2020 my favorite k-pop b-sides of 2020 which I actually titled the best K-pop B-sides of 2020. Why am I so pretentious about my music tastes? I don't know. (laughs) I also made a throwback to my favorites of K-pop in February 2020, which is, I also titled the best of K-pop in in February 2020. Yeah. And then I also made weekly K-pop roundups for... January 30 January 31st to February 6th and a February 7th to February 13th weekly roundup. I was also supposed to upload a weekly roundup for February 14th to February 20th yesterday, but I was really busy and I forgot. Wow, I love that for me. 
So I will also be talking about that in the podcast. So my weekly K-pop roundup posts each week on the blog were like reviews of everything that was released in the past week in terms of K-pop music since generally there are a decent amount of releases every week. And I think I usually posted them on Sunday and I was thinking for when I make podcast episodes again since it's mostly going to be weekly I would also include the weekly roundups on all of my podcast episodes. So I'm going to begin this episode by talking about the roundups for the first three weeks of February so far. I do want to add the first two weeks of February were fairly quiet as a whole because of lunar or like Chinese New Year, which usually causes for the week or two before it to start seeing a slowdown in the music industry. I guess a lot of K-pop artists go spend the holidays with their loved ones and stuff like that. And there are other types of entertainment media that takes center stage, mostly TV. Still, there were a lot of pretty good comebacks in those two weeks. Some of them I were... uh, (laughs) Okay, I can't speak. Some of them I was very excited for and have enjoyed so far. Anyway, I'm going to mention them now. So on January 31st, Shimin of EXO released an OST as his first song post-enlistment. The song is titled To My One and Only You. K-pop and K-drama OSTs are most of the time as generic as you can get when it comes to ballads, but as an XOL, I was still happy to hear his voice. I do want to admit though, I have not listened to it that much, I just... I don't always get along with K-drama OSTs. <laughs> On February 1st, T1, League of Legends, released the music video for their collaboration with Raiden. Raiden, I don't know how to pronounce his name, he's a DJ, has released a lot of music with SM artists, basically is on their SM. And they also included Changmo and EXO's Baekhyun in the track. And I really like the song, I've played it quite often. On February 2nd, CIX released their fourth mini-album titled Chapter Zero, I think? Hello, Strange Dream, with the title track, Cinema. It was genuinely the most forgettable release CIX has had to date, I'm so sorry. Additionally, some OSTs came out on that day along with some more indie artists releasing music. And then on February 3rd, Astro's Cha Eun-woo sang his OST for True Beauty, which is a drama he had a leading role in. Infinite L had his first solo single, Memory, ahead of his military enlistment. And RBW's pre-debut girl group, Purple Kiss, released my fav- one of my favorite songs of the month so far. On February 4th, Chinese Onyu. Chinese, I cannot pronounce things properly. Chinese Onyu released an OST titled Shadow. It seems like this week just had a lot of OSTs, especially for SM male artists that got back from the military in the last few months. I don't know. February 5th, 
lastly, SM Entertainment's newest girl group, aka Aespa, released their second single, Forever, a remake of a Yu Jungjin Christmas song. I do find it quite weird that they were basically releasing a Christmas song in February, but it was still pretty okay. Additionally, EXO's Lay released producer a full album containing studio versions of songs from a Chinese music show he had participated in last year. And lastly, one of Seventeen's Chinese members, Jun, released his digital single, Crow. There were a lot of soft and like ballady songs this week, honestly. But anyway, I digress. So for the second week of February, which is from February 7th to February 13th, there it was literally just even even more quiet if that was possible. So on February 8th, Rabi released a single titled Bum, uh, anyway, <laughs> featuring Chillin' Homie and Kid Millie. I don't really have much to say about it, it just felt like a normal hip-hop song to me. It does seem to take influence from like Middle Eastern style of music though. And Uptensions Kim Woo-suk came back with his EP Second Desire Tasty and the title track, Sugar. Surprisingly, I enjoyed this album a lot. I say surprisingly because I didn't really like his debut solo album at all. This comeback seemed to involve like more bright and funky R&B songs and concepts and the music video kind of had a lot of fan service in my opinion. Personally, I was beyond exhausted of like the dark quote-unquote badass attempts by a lot of male groups and soloists by the time 2020 began. <laughs> so this type of concept is a welcome change for me. But that's it really. There was like a few other releases mostly by like very unknown or like indie artists this week, but literally that's that's all that came out for K-pop in this week. Okay, so finally, the last weekly K-pop roundup so far is February 14th to February 20th. So on February 14th, B2B's Pinion released digital single Valentine for his fans on Valentine's Day, of course. And apparently 17th June also had another release with a silent boarding gate title single album. <laughs> On February 15th, Cheungha finally released her first full album, Kerencia, with the title track Bicycle. And before I move on to the other days, I want to say I am in love with Cheungha's album. It became my first favorite album of 2021 so far. There is another album that has made it to my list as well, but it was not released in this week. It was released... I mean, it was released today, February 21st, which is when I'm recording this. I mean, February 22nd, which is when I'm recording this. Anyway, <laughs> I am obsessed with Cheung Ha's album. I feel like it has a very 
cohesive sort of like theme and I like the order of the song. I like how it's sectioned off into like kind of like little groups for each style. Like the ones that are collabs are all like in a little section. The ones that are like more chill or kind of like ballad, not necessarily ballad, but more like very chill, dreamy, soft vibes are like in another section and stuff like that. I just, I really like that for some reason. But anyway, it's such a good album. I 100% recommend that you check it out if you haven't. And on February 16th, Kang Daniel came back with the single Paranoia and the band Lucy released their third single album titled Inside. I actually liked both releases a fair amount, but I also didn't feel like they were particularly special. I just really like them, but like it's because I kind of have a little bit of bias as well. I really like the band Lucy and Kang Daniel used to be in 101, which is or well, it was <laughs> since they're disbanded. It was one of my favorite K-pop groups of all time, personally. So, yes. On February 17th, NCT127 released their Japanese mini-album, Loveholic. Although, they released a music video for Gimme Gimme on February 15th, if I'm correct. Honestly, I usually like what NCT127 releases. Unless it's a very weird song, kind of like Punch or that sort of style. But for this album, I only remember liking two songs. I did not like the title track or most of the album at all. If I'm being brutally honest, I feel like it might be one of NCT 127's worst albums to date. On February 17th, Try B? Tribe, Tribe.B, I don't know how to pronounce their name. Anyway, a seven-member girl group debuted with the song Doom Doom Ta, and I'm gonna be brutally honest, once again, I was not impressed. <laughs> it just felt very generic for me, and considering the fact that they have a 14-year-old in the group, I'm not sure if debuting with like a more powerful song wasn't necessarily like the smartest idea. I'm not saying 14 year old girls cannot look or be powerful, but I don't know. They look kind of baby faced at times for the concept that they're doing. Maybe I'm too old, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I was not impressed personally. They did not convince me with their concept, um, which I've also mentioned it before for other girl groups, whether they do, or boy groups, whether they do sexy or badass or cute or powerful or innocent whatever concepts, sometimes they just don't convince me with their concept. Whether it's vocally, like their visuals or the raps or whatever it is. So this is one of those cases. And uh, also I feel like it was very generic in line of like it being just another powerful kind of like teen crush girl crush vibe of concept which we've been seeing non-stop since like 2018 2019 for girl groups and i'm all for powerful girl crush concepts but like i feel like a lot of them just don't feel genuine and it just feels like they're following a trend and 
Considering I've been a K-pop fan longer than some of these rookies have been trainees for, I just I'm gonna need more than what they're putting out, honestly, if they want to keep me interested. But anyway, I think I didn't mention that the title track is called Doom Doom Ta, and I also heard one of their I think it was their B side because it was like a single album or something, and. It sounds so similar, insanely similar to Blackpink, and I was like, the blueprint. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Last but not least, February nineteenth. So on this day, Monsta X's "I Am" released his first solo mini album, Duality, with the title track "Goddamn." And let's talk about this for a second. I'm not usually a fan of. Monsta X's music slash style at all, but I checked out Goddamn and it's kind of a sex song, <laughs> and I really liked it. I mean, there were parts of the song that I feel like were just very simple or that I would change, but as a whole, I really like it. So I was very pleasantly surprised with this release. Let's just say that. And last but not least, also on February nineteenth, BTS released the essential edition of their full album B. Whatever that means, I'm not sure if they released new music. Anyway, <laughs> that's all for the third week of February roundup. And I also wanted to mention. Before I talk about anything else, my January favorites, my January 2021 favorites, which was like my first upload on the blog, the new releases from January 21 that I was really into. So before I get into my favorite songs of January 2021, I wanted to quickly highlight my top three albums released during that month, along with an honorable mention. The honorable mention is the Still Dreaming album by TXT or Tomorrow by Together, which is also one of my favorite groups. Let me just mention that my all-time favorite K-pop groups, my top three, are Tomorrow by Together or TXT, EXO, and Girls Generation. So now that that's out of the way. <laughs> so Still Dreaming by TXT. As much as I adored this first Japanese full album by TXT, I have to say I'm slightly disappointed that majority of the songs are just Japanese versions of their Korean songs. Like, there's only two proper, like, originally Japanese songs in the album because obviously the intro and the outro did not count. And because of that, I decided to not include the album in my top three. But it's still an amazing album that I recommend. I love that album. So next is the Baekhyun mini album by EXO's Baekhyun. So in third place, we have EXO's Baekhyun, EXO Baekhyun's Japanese solo debut with his self-titled mini album Alone. I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Alone is one of the two producers of the title track Get You Alone. Which is interesting to see, considering his other recent works include "100" by Super M, mm, by Kai, and "Punch" by NCT One Two Seven. 
all songs that can be either hit or miss for most people, but in my opinion, showcase a lot of individuality and experimentation, and I'm excited to see what else he can come up with. The album as a whole is pretty R&B heavy, you know, very EXO, I feel like. <laughs> and my personal favorites are Get You Alone and the innuendo charged sensual R&B jam that is Drown. <laughs> In second place, we have the first step Treasure Effect by Treasure. YG's Entertainment's newest boy group, which just debuted a few months ago, and they've already released a full album. Loki screams misogyny to me when I look at how long it took for Blackpink, but I digress. Originally, I had strongly disliked Treasure's first few singles back in 2020, but once I listened to them in this album's tracklist, they felt a bit less jarring, <laughs> and I've grown to kind of enjoy them. The title track for this album, My Treasure, is a welcome change in sound. It's bright, youthful, bordering on the funky. I absolutely adored it from first listen, and it's still my favorite track in the album, though there are other songs I really enjoyed. And in first place, I placed <laughs> 24 by, I mean, 24 part 2 by Young Sewon. It was a while, it had been a while since I've liked a Young Sewun, Young Sewun album this much, but 24 Part 2 was on repeat for days upon its release. It's an acoustic-laden piece, perfect for times of relaxation. The song's arrangements and Sewun's voice are reminiscent of a few Western pop artists that have tr have tracks with acoustic guitar sounds in recent years, such as Ed Sheeran and Shawn Mendes. While I probably wouldn't listen to the album 24-7, I think it's the perfect album to listen to when I need to reduce stress, focus on some work, or maybe wind down for the day. And my favorite songs from the album are In the Dark and M slash Mind. I'm not sure how you pronounce the title of that song, but anyway. I realized I was talking a little bit loud and one of my family members is sleeping in the next room so I'm gonna try and speak a little bit lower now so my top five January 2021 songs just listing them are my treasure by treasure get you alone by exos Bekyan, cry for me by twice even though technically this did come out in December Hua by G Idol or Jojo Idol and No Diggity by Wanas. However, I do want to mention there were some other songs I was really obsessed with in January. Some other songs I was playing a lot, which include Time Warp by Perfume. Perfume is a J pop group, girl group. I discovered that song in like November 2020 and I fell in love. It's pretty simple, synth-heavy, like most of Perfume's electronica discography, though it gives me major retro vibes at the same time. Something about the song is pretty nostalgic, and I feel like I could be living in like 1980s Japan when I listen to it. <laughs> 
I also listen to a lot of Girls' Generation in January, but the one that was actually the winner in terms of like my most played was actually O. And I find this pretty interesting since that song is over 10 years old now, yet I can never seem to get over it. I know that for most people you either love or hate songs like O, and I'm one of those that absolutely adores it. Despite the slightly cringe lyrics and like Egyo, it's an addictive song that hasn't felt like it's aged for me. Another song I played a lot, well there's two more really, it's Ride or Die by Exos Kai. There are two reasons I'm in love with Ride or Die. The first is because I am an XOL so there's already some bias towards Kai there. The second and more important reason though is the music, the 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 arrangement of the song, I absolutely adore the incorporation of like Eastern guitar to make some like dreamlike string sounds. And the lyrics add more to the dreamy feeling by talking about enjoying ourselves freely and escape from limits. And I'm not surprised that Cha Cha Malone is like the arranger and one of the producers for ride or die since I personally really like a lot of the Korean R&B songs that he's produced. Okay, I was drinking from my water. And the other K-pop or like Korean song I was listening to, or like Asian song I was listening to way too much in January is VVS by Mirani, Munchiman, Kundi Panda, and Mushib Venom featuring just this and produced by Groovy Room. So at this at this point I'm pretty sure everyone's well aware of this song as it was hands down the most popular song from the most recent season of Mnet's Show Me the Money season 9. Due to the show it originates from, it's of course a rap heavy kind of like hip hop song. The arrangement is fairly simple though and the and it's kind of groovy at times. Something about it is and like it's empowerment type of lyrics and it's like overcoming adversity type of lyrics makes this song a pleasant listen no matter when or how many times I do so. And I'm sure most Koreans would agree with me considering it was consistently on the top 3 of Melon's top 100 weekly chart for more than 9 weeks. And it's still... Um, sorry, I, <laughs> it's still pretty high on the charts. I think it's still in like the top five, even though it came out in like November. And even in the middle of Christmas, when all the winter ballads and Christmas songs rose to the top, it was still like unmovable. <laughs> Now, I feel like I have been rambling about the last few weeks of February as well as my January favorites way too much. So that's going to be it for today's episode. But I do want to say I'm still going to upload some other episodes this week because I want to talk about my updated SM 2021 predictions. So I'm going to be making uh, an episode just for my SM 2021 predictions which is going to be based off of my blog post, but I'm also going to try and make it a little bit more updated for the podcast. And then I also want to talk about my favorites from 2020, which 
I already made blog posts for this earlier, but I thought, why not share it on the podcast as well? And then I also do plan to make another, like, weekly type of episode probably next Monday. I think I'm gonna upload the weekly ones on Monday where I talk about all of the releases from the past week and talk about, like, what I liked, review them briefly, (laughs) and I might also talk about some Asian dramas slash TV shows on those episodes as well, and I was thinking of doing like a favorites of the week, or maybe do like a weekly chart where I rank like my favorite songs each week. Does that make sense? I feel like that would be kind of inspired by Soju Talk K-pop podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts as well. Um, But yes. And then I also do want to have like other episodes where I just talk about one single topic or thing. For example, in the future, I might do an artist spotlight episode where I talk about just one artist discography for that whole episode, but like those would be like sort of like in between the weekly ones, like special episodes, just like the predictions one. And then for the weekly ones, I'm also considering including my throwback section, which I was doing that on the blog as well. And the throwback section, I talk about my like, I review or talk about favorites from previous years, before 2020 or from, like, 2020 more or less, but usually before 2020, since I have not really made any blogs or podcasts or thoughts about songs released before 2020. I hope you're still with me. I'm so sorry. This is, like, so confusing. I'll just, I'll explain, like, the the arrangement, I guess, of the weekly episodes in the future when I can make a more properly arranged one, probably starting next Monday. But for this week, remember that I'll probably be posting my SM 2021 predictions like update so far and my favorites from 2020, like my favorites, like top 10 songs, top 10 artists, stuff like that from 2020 which i already made blog posts for but i want to make them in like podcast slash audio form as well anyway i hope you enjoyed and also another thing about my favorites like my top tens and stuff and maybe even the weekly ones i might start to include songs as well like a little preview of the songs However, I was reading and if I include like the previews of the song, I can only upload the episode on Spotify and I think I can only upload it on YouTube as well, but mainly only Spotify. So like I won't be able to upload it on other podcast like pages, apps, websites, whatever. So that's a little bit sad, but I do want to include a preview of the song that I'm talking about so people know exactly what I'm talking about, you know? Anyway, enough of my rambling. I'll see you later this week in some new episodes. 
thank you so much for listening so far and i hope you subscribe to my podcast follow my podcast whatever and enjoy bye